Coming up on this episode of Don't Panic, it's nonstop wall-to-wall CES coverage as we talk about all the new tech announcements starting here in 2015, including possibly true internet uh, TV streaming directly to you. We also have all kinds of smart TVs, all kinds of smart cars, all kinds of smart watches, how everything's smart, and a lot of curved TVs on top of that. It's nonstop tech coverage of CES, and it's coming up right now on Don't Panic, so stick around. Here we go. This is Don't Panic, episode number 77, recorded January 5th, 2015. CES 2015, Curves, K's, and Connected Cars. Hello, everybody, and welcome to an exciting edition of Don't Panic, the technology podcast on gadgets, the internet, and you. Welcome to 2015. I'm Sean Jennings, and I am joined by the Ultra HD and 4K uh, UHD buzzword i don't even know it's dan miller and colby rabideau cheers yes mr jennings cheers to that i couldn't agree more indeed how are you folks doing today i'm i'm great wow that's that's a pretty hearty endorsement i'm tired (laughs) who's like i'm Uh. great and dan's like (laughs) (laughs) no i'm like I had a good, solid vacation, and I'm, like, very pleased to be back at work um, and, like, back in more more of a normal routine. Like, I feel like before Christmas, I had a really nice balance of, like, life and stuff, and then by last Friday, I was like, oh, my God, I need to go leave my apartment and do something. <laughs> um, <laughs> But but I couldn't. I couldn't. I guess I could have well, gone. You, you could have. You chose not to. I did. I did. I mean, uh, like I could have gone to work. And apparently, Friday we had Friday off. Like for real. I just like took Friday off as a day off. But like the whole company had Friday off, and I didn't even know. So had I gone, no one would have been there. Wow. <laughs> but yeah. So, yeah. But I'm I'm pleased. Generally pleased. Just to uh, follow up on a pick from before, Dragon Age Inquisition, a great game until the very end when it becomes an amazing game. Whoa! The, yeah, the uh, it's up there in the top in the my top three in no particular order of best video games, best video games ever, and they also had amazing endings. Last of Us, Mass Effect Two, and Dragon Age Inquisition. It was. So good. Two of those are made by the same company, but oh dang, it was. Wait, what the was the second one? Mass Effect Two. Oh, Mass Effect. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't you know, I, I never, I, I never finished Last of Us. You I never got, finished it? Yeah, I'm like, I'm like halfway through. I got, I got to a part where I like, I stopped playing in the place where it saved. Like as soon as I spawn a bunch of the, the, the. The blind ones that make this the clickers like a yep. bunch of them just swore me and murder me and i just like i got so sad i just haven't gone back to it because uh, it's it's just it's uh, it's so scary it's all such a of that scary time in the apartment with nothing yeah. to do and you could have been doing this it's true you're you're not wrong i haven't finished I have, far cry yet though so there's just so much to do i feel like the ending of that game isn't going to be nearly as satisfying i mean it'll be satisfying but it you know when you finish a good book and you all you do all day is 
just turn the book over in your head over and over again. You're like, God, yeah. what about that or this? That is <laughs> how I felt all day today after finishing Dragon Age. Oh, that's, oh, that's pretty what if, what if I had made this other decision? <laughs> and uh, Your yeah. decisions take effect, and they, they're there for the whole game. That's, uh, you have to that's, really that's try intense. to not look up the consequences as yeah. right before you make a decision. It's so <laughs> worth it not to do that, though. The feeling, when you make a wrong decision, it's strangely satisfying, because it's, it's there, and it reminds you that, like, mm, you thought that would be a good idea, but it wasn't. Uh, that's ah, so good. Can verify that that was a good pick. I might have to pick that up after once I'm done with Far Cry. I don't like. I don't think the fun part of Far Cry is is the story. I think the fun no. part is driving around and wreaking havoc. Yes, agreed. Yeah, I, I wasted my winter vacation uh, playing SimCity on my iPhone. So, <laughs> you play SimCity on your iPhone now? Yeah, uh, and it's one of those freemium games where you constantly are. No, <laughs> where you don't have, yeah, and it's literally it's the exact same model every single where it's like you, you know you have to collect seeds to build this and you can wait half an hour to do it or you can buy coins to do it and it's like Sean, it's, do you buy the coins? No, I don't. I don't. Not in this game. I have in the past. Okay. I I will admit, but oh, no. you have. I don't think you've ever admitted this to us before. I have. I have. Wow, was, for what game? It was um, Pocket Trains. I was a big pocket trains. If you remember, uh, Pocket Planes was our first game, and then they had Pocket or um, uh, I remember Pocket Planes. Yeah, it was their trains game, which I still play occasionally. Um, but I, I was way too impatient, and I was reckless. And then I, I learned that's <laughs> not the way. Have patience. It's a good learning lesson. Sure. Have yeah. patience. Or really, good. they're just there for your own moral compass. So, to just give you to tell you how to live your life. Yeah, exactly. Sense. And this game is very frustrating. They have perfected it to a T. So, my anti-pick, SimCity. Um, let's continue on, because we've got some tech news to talk about. It's our first show of 2015. Thanks, all of you out there, for joining us. Uh, we hope to have an exciting year for you coming forward. Our website, don'tpanic.io, uh, is where you can get this episode, all our episodes, audio, video, and links to every site we're on and all our social media accounts. Of course, we do this live Monday nights, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific, uh, at that same URL. Let's jump into the news. Now, as I mentioned at the top of the show, we have CES, the Consumer Electronics Show, is happening as we speak, uh, literally live. The show actually, uh, the show floor actually opens tomorrow, uh, but there have been announcements, keynotes, events, and other such things starting Sunday night. So we actually have a host of things we're going to talk about tonight, and we'll have even more next week. So you're going to want to tune in for that. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about, gentlemen. Is there any particular thing on here you want to start with, or should we just roll the dice and go for I it? haven't even had a chance to look at any of the CES stuff, so I have no idea. Well, I no. saw, though, that our cover art was a washing machine, so that... And, and I thought it was a... I, I thought it was a Nespresso with a CD tray coming out of the bottom. That shows you how tired I am. <laughs> it was a small picture, <laughs> Dan. Where did Sean find a contraption like that? I completely understand. No, this is probably my favorite thing to come out of CES so far, and it's a great place to start. And I will say, I did coverage this year differently than last year. If you remember last year's document, I literally had a link to every single thing announced. There must have been 40 things. Not doing that yeah. this year. We are breezing <laughs> through it. We are not talking. We went like two hours last year. So we're going to fix that. We're going to start. Well, with now, my... next Monday. Next Monday, we're going to go nuts. Um,. No, this is my favorite thing. So uh, CES is not just uh, gadgets and, and computers and phones and things like that. Uh, actually, it's very little of that these days. It's a lot of cars and a lot of appliances and a lot of 
kind of uh, smart things. Uh, and LG is a, a major exhibitor at CES. They have their own uh, announcement each year uh, event. And they announced what they call the Twin Wash System. And what it is is it is an LG washer. Um, and underneath the LG washer is a drawer. And in that drawer is a second washer. That's right. There is a smaller sub-washer in a drawer you can pull out. Now, they claim it's because you can do a smaller load, delicate, something that requires special treatment. Um, and it's more apparently economical to run both washers than, I guess, two full loads, which I kind of makes sense. But I just think this idea of putting a washer in your washer is absolutely hilarious. I think it's kind of wow. cool. I I feel like this, this isn't a washer dryer, right? It's just a washer it's with just two a bins. Washer. Yep. So I think I think this is a good idea because even just for like I don't know, like separating your whites and colors. Like I have, I don't know if this is normal, but the my number of colors is much larger than my number of whites. So like, if this is something that I had. Instead of paying a dollar fifty to wash my clothes in the basement of this building, um, I could do I could separate my things, which I don't do, and it hasn't been a problem. So I don't know. Yeah, you were the one who admitted that to me recently. Yeah, I've never done it. I it's I I cold water. I don't know. That's that's <laughs> the that's the secret. If you don't want to separate your whites and colors, cold water. <laughs> Laundry tips from Colby Rabideau. <laughs> Use at your own risk. Uh, so um, the other interesting thing about this. Bottom... Wait, wait, wait. Can, yes, go can ahead, we man. start a laundry podcast and call it the spin room? Yes. <laughs> yes. I would. Oh, I have no idea. The spin cycle. About. The spin cycle. There you go. The no spin zone. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I, think... I I, I'm I'm conflicted though if either a that already exists or b if if we could get even less people to listen to that than listen to this show. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's the niche market we need. I think so. You never know. Well, ev everyone does laundry. Think about it. <laughs> um, the other interesting thing about this sort of bottom drawer second washer thing is it's backwards compatible because it just basically sits under your washer. So if you have an older LG washer, you can actually just buy the drawer. Um, so anyone can add it to your existing LG washer, um, as well as if you buy a new one. So that is their, uh, they call it the, I think I didn't, the twin wash system uh, is available from LG. No, as most things with CES, no date for launch and no price listed. So there you go. Um, so it's up to you guys. We can stick with uh, the big company announcements, or we can focus on a few uh, specific interest stories. Uh, I let's, read something about... The... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, let's go to the big company ones, but... We can breeze through Oh, those. yeah. I think, I think mine is one of the big company ones. But I was going to say, it says something about WebOS 2, and then the link doesn't say anything uh, about WebOS. Yeah, because it, it's not that interesting to link to, quite honestly. So um, I, I put in the, the document here, CES Trends, because I'm trying to keep track of what the most commonly talked about things are. And one is TVs and smart TVs. And the interesting thing to me is I don't think anyone, any two companies have announced the same smart TV platform. Samsung hmm. is running Tizen, Sony is running Android TV, LG is running WebOS, uh, Panasonic is running Firefox OS, um, 
Nobody, nobody's running the same operating system on their Wait, television. Panasonic's running Firefox OS. Yes, that's one of the links. Is anyone have. using Android TV? Uh, Sony, Sony announced that they are by default putting it in. As far as I know, there might be some smaller manufacturers, but those are kind of the big ones I listed. Mm-hmm. Um, and the no. What about is... Vizio? Or are they? Did they say they're not doing smart TVs anymore? Um, I I don't know. It, I I don't think they've partnered with anyone. So if they are doing it, it's still their proprietary. I mean, but and I know basically they, those are all proprietary. Then, um, if if well, there are n many open source solutions, one for each big company, mm-hmm. to the end consumer, it doesn't matter that technically someone else could use it. You well, still need to rewrite your apps for everything. That's that's, and I want to ask you guys as programmers, as as people who work in companies that make apps for things. Um, it, it, it seems to me like it's bad if you're like a Netflix or a Hulu or a Vudu or one of these content providers, it seems like a bad idea to have five or six or seven different TV platforms you have to be writing your apps for. Is that a, a bad perception? Uh, sure. To the people writing those apps, it's bad. Yeah. But the, I don't, it's not a huge deal because think about the total set of all the apps that you have on these TVs. There's less than 50 for sure, and like around 20. Mm -hmm. So how many people actually need to write their apps multiple times? It's not that big of a deal. Whereas if we had the same situation in the smartphone market, it'd be crazy. It's bad enough with two, honestly. I just told someone today, I was like, oh, you should totally download Monument Valley. And I was like, oh, but wait, you can't. If we had seven different major smartphone manufacturers that I would never recommend anything to anyone or they would have to write all their apps for all the things. Only the biggest companies would have their apps on all of them because you yeah, just don't have time. Which seems kind of uh, disadvantageous, if that's a word, to uh, smaller content providers. If we wanted to make a, a Don't Panic app, it, it wouldn't make sense for us because we'd have to put it on so many platforms. I'm just thinking that the, as the end consumer... I get bugged when company like did Samsung really need to bring out Tizen? Could Panasonic have just picked up Android TV? Like I know there's reasons I'm sure for doing this, but it's it's a bit disappointing. Yeah, I mean, well, I feel like the TV space is a little. I mean, it's not like a phone, right? Like, I feel like the TV app marketplace is like a super closed walled garden, right? Like it's, you know, there's like 50 apps and there are things that, that the TV manufacturers have partnered with. Like everyone partners with, with Netflix. Um, so I don't know, like, but Netflix has to make all those apps still. Right. Which sucks for Netflix, but, but I, but it I think like... it's actually. To, I think Netflix is the one company who is in the spot to make all the apps because I ne- feel like Netflix has been doing it for a while already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and th- that's their whole business. Yeah, yeah, and I, I also feel like some of them like also they're not in channel conflict like Amazon and Google are with having their own device that they're supposed to right. be pushing. And I think it's that. Netflix is is an app you must have, right? Samsung doesn't right. care if they have Joe Blow's app, but they need to have Netflix. <laughs> you know, that, and that Netflix that's first mover advantage, right? They're the biggest name, first in the market, way bigger than anyone else. You have to have them. It was interesting all these announcements at CES. I swear the Netflix, whoever the CEO now, because it's not 
Reed Hastings anymore, right? He, it's he, not? Or I'm sorry, maybe it was like the COO. It's the guy right beneath him. He was a revolving door. He showed up at every single announcement where there was a TV. I swear, like, honestly, he must have just sat in a green room and they just grabbed him for each announcement. to be. And now the guy from Netflix and he's come out and say, we love Sony TVs and we love LG TVs. Was it, was it Greg Peters, chief streaming and partnerships officer at Netflix? Probably. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, he, he, you know, talking about hey, we're going to do 4K and Ultra HD and we're going to, you know. Um, and all that, and he did it at every single company. So they've certainly got a lot of power in the space. But going back to Colby's original thing, WebOS 2.0, it is 60% faster. And oh, what was the other new? There were two big things. It was 60% faster. And what was the other thing? Oh, no. All right. Twice as many cards? No. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, good guess. Um, it is not that. It was a new feature thing. New feature. I, I will say, I really, I've never actually used a WebOS TV, but I really like the look of it. Like, I think it looks cool. I don't know if it works well, but I think it looks much nicer than any of the other, like, TV software, TV on device TV software I've used. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at at least it looks pretty. Like, just all the other ones are just, like, gray boxes you just hit with the (laughs) remote. It's, like... And not even, like, nice gray boxes. They're, like, really 90s-ish gray boxes. The other other new feature in WebOS 2.0, which I probably could have guessed, 4K support. So that is the other thing you will now get. Uh, No word yet when that will be out and if the um, other older devices will get upgraded. So, TBD. Um, in addition to the two-drawer washer and WebOS 2.0, LG also announced a bunch of new OLED TVs. Uh, LG is one of the few companies still pushing OLED. Um, they also added what they call quantum dot technology to the televisions. I don't know what they mean, but they say you'll get a better picture, so I'll have to take their word for it. The, the OLED stuff? What do you mean? Is that, is that what you don't understand what it means? Quantum dots. Oh, right. I read about... No, yeah, I have no idea what it means. Which is one of those, like... Do you remember? This was, like, three or four years ago at CES when they when they brought out the yellow pixel. We may have even know. talked about it on this show. Where, the yellow could, pixel. Well, because TV... This was the funniest thing, and they, like, dropped it two years later. TVs are red, blue, green, and white. Right? RGB. Your standard colors for televisions. Mm-hmm. One of these companies, and I don't remember which, came out and said, we added a yellow pixel. And everyone turned to them and say, but no content is made supporting a yellow pixel. So it doesn't really add any, you'd have to like, it didn't, it didn't make any sense. So I don't know what Quantum Dot does, but they say it makes your TV better and I'm, I'm apt to believe them. LG also announced, which is I think one of the big trends we'll see this year at CES, wireless audio. Uh, LG announced their standard for kind of whole home audio streaming called Music Flow. Uh, it is a proprietary streaming standard that works with their wireless speakers and televisions uh, that supports a number of services, including Pandora, iHeartRadio, etc. Um, and lastly, they announced the G Flex 2, which is their flagship smartphone. Um, five inches or so. It's curvy. I'll put up a picture here so you at home can see. Um, early reviews at the show say they're excited for the phone. It may be the first phone to get curved right. Um, LG is known for making generally good phones. They just 
nobody really gets excited for LG phones. Yeah, they made the newest uh, Nexus phones, right? I believe so. So, uh, goodness. I always just knew them because they have the button on the back. Which I always um, thought, because no one else, no one else thought that was a good idea except LG, and I and I never, I never knew if LG was ahead of the, the curve. Or, the button it allows you to, I think it like unlocks your phone. You can take pictures with it. It's just a single button on the back. Okay, I can see it if you're holding it with one hand. How that would be useful, but so yeah, I guess I see how you'd be useful. Yeah, Maybe can we the, talk about how real quick rent sure. Instagram has tricked everyone to thinking that portraits or pictures should be taken in portrait, not landscape. Uh, uh, they did? How? They <laughs> Because they you made them square. They made them when square. was the last time you saw someone post a picture oh. on a social media network that was in landscape? Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Pictures yeah. are better in landscape. I was That's confused. I thought you were looks. saying the other way around. But you know no, what? No, no, yeah. no, no, no. No, you're you're totally right. You're you're correct. It's stupid. Even worse than that is videos in portrait. Like yes. that's, this is that's egregious. Yes. That is egregious. You know what though? I'm gonna stand up for Instagram and here is why. Instagram does not encourage you to take vertical photos because Instagram crops them to be square. If we just move to square everything, then it doesn't matter what See, how you hold your phone. Yeah. I like to think that Instagram was solving a problem that people were already taking the portrait photos all the time. And especially with like phones getting longer and stuff like the long iPhone, the pictures look so weird. I, f- I feel like Instagram solved the problem being like, look, your photos look it. terrible because you're being an idiot. Um, we can so we're going to cross it. We can go on yeah. Flickr and measure the get the orientation of images over time. Oh, I might sure. do this later. Uh, that would be fascinating, and I'd love to see it. And I will, I'll report back. Uh, please do, Dan, our intrepid photo <laughs> reporter, Dan Miller. <laughs> Taking photojournalism to a whole other level. <laughs> That's <laughs> Very good. Uh, that sums up LG. Let's continue on. Uh, we've got Sony. We've got Samsung. Nothing exciting. Uh, can we talk about the really exciting thing on here? <laughs> sure, Colby. <laughs> and... Just just to be clear, I'm talking about the Dish Network thing. Sure, we can do that. Yeah. So we've got a couple cord cutters here on the show. What Colby, down. Um, although Colby technically has cable. Yeah, I, I saw I'm there. Just, I saw a little cable uh, box sneaky. in there. But I assumed such a when joke. we were talking about how few channels you have, that that meant you used like the uh, the digital HD tuner over the air. No, to be honest, I think I have less channels because I don't use that. (laughs) Right. And it's not in HD because it's shitty Comcast. Like, I don't even know if it's digital. I guess it is digital, but like digital, like the first iteration of digital cable. (laughs) It's, It's really gross. It looks like, I don't know, there's just so many pixels that you can see. <laughs> There's a lot of pixels, but like not enough. You need more pixels. Yeah. Well, maybe this will solve your problem. So, uh, the fine folks at Dish, the people who send TV from space, uh, announced what they call Sling TV, and is an internet television service that allows you to stream a number of cable channels for twenty dollars a month. Now, it's important to note 
that this is not related to Sling Player or Sling, the former company. Dish just owns the right to the name and decide to call it Sling TV. Doesn't use like any... what used to be Slingbox. You mean? Yeah, Dish bought Slingbox. Oh, ago. I didn't know that. Yes, and that's and and that's how they integrate into their Hopper system that they're marketing all the time now. Um, and so they they own the company, but I just am annoyed that they use Sling TV, even though this has nothing to do with the Sling brand. That's that's a branding nerd thing. We'll move on. For twenty dollars a month, you are going to get uh, live television over the internet. Uh, the lineup of cable networks include TNT, TBS, CNN, Food Network, HGTV, Cartoon Network, Adult Swim, Disney Channel, ESPN, and ESPN Two. Um, they uh, there are no contracts involved with the service, no commitments. You can buy it and cancel it whenever. Um, and they have support on a large number of devices, including Android and iOS devices, PC or Mac on a web browser, and a number of streaming devices, including uh, Amazon Fire TV, Google Nexus Player, LG Smart TVs, Roku Boxes, uh, Xbox One. Um, in addition, unfortunately, unfortunately, none of those devices are devices that I own. Well, except Mac OS. But... Well, what's interesting is we've talked about the uh, PlayStation View, which is a very similar service. To yeah, be, to be that's what I was thinking of. That's which, true. Which, by the way, Sony, and I will briefly mention, Sony announced uh, will roll out to the general public in Q1 of 2015. So in the next few months, you'll see that um, nationwide. Um, in addition to this, uh, no a la carte channels. You get what you get for the 20. In addition, they have what they call premium packs. For $5 more a month, you can add a pack of additional channels. They didn't go into too much detail as to what those channels actually are. Um that's to be determined later. And what you're getting is um, what they say. Uh, it says you'll be able to pause and rewind live shows, and some will be able to replay for up to three days after they originally air, but others won't. It depends on the specific channel and the specific show due to streaming agreements with other networks and channels. Great. Uh, I, I think... Yeah. Gonna... More more fragmentation and weird rules. Well, it well it is, and one thing, and I'm going to speculate. I don't know if this is true, caveat, but I, I bet this will happen. Uh, the National Football League, which airs Monday Night Football on ESPN, their official streaming partner is Verizon. I would bet you any Monday money Monday Night Football games will be blacked out on Sling TV because they have an existing streaming contract. That'd be yeah, you're, you're probably true. Which defeats the purpose. Unless they got the express written consent, consent of, of the, the National Football League. <laughs> Very good, Dan. I think that wins for best joke of 2015. <laughs> wow. um, I know. So far, anyway. We've got a lot of year to go. All right, it was fun doing the podcast with you, but since I got that, I'm just going to leave now. Quit while you're ahead. <laughs> I don't blame you. Um, yes, this is exciting. Are you guys excited? Would you guys be customers of, of this, knowing what, what kind of the packages are and the caveats and, and sort of how it works? Maybe. Uh, yeah. I'd want to see how it shakes out against the Sony stuff, because uh, I already have a PlayStation. I feel like that would be a more seamless experience. Well, and Sony has also said that they do differently major national networks abc nbc they, they do some of those fox included it's more channels i think playstation said it's something like 70 or something channels um but i also don't did they say how much it is playstation i don't deal? think so i don't think i don't so. recall that and no. that's what that's what the slain tv folks said was we could have more channels but it would cost 70 dollars a month 
Right. So we're starting out small and we're going to see where we can go with it. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like as, I don't know, the cross section of channels here is like, it seems pretty nice to me. Like those are all channels that like people watch. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Sports. I mean, having ESPN, I feel like is, is a big deal. It's a huge deal. I don't know of any other company that has made this kind of deal with ESPN. Yeah. Because ESPN I mean, that... does not share. Yeah, right. Like, to be fair, like you said, maybe like, you know, things like Monday Night Football won't stream, which would be really that that would discourage me a lot because I don't I that's what I watch on TV. Like I wanna watch football and I wanna watch like the Red Sox, I don't know, neither of which I can't even watch. Ugh. Never mind, I'm just getting stressed out. But I think, but I think, I'm going to try and stay positive. We are closer than ever to cord cutting, because if yeah, you think yeah about, that is true. If you think about it, the pieces are there, and you could you're right for this less is, than the price starting. for less than the price of cable, you can get. We'll forget about PlayStation View because we don't know the details yet. Sling TV, a Netflix and a Hulu subscription. Throw in an over uh, an HD antenna in your house connected to a DVR, so you can record those local channels. You could do that all for under for excluding the one-time hardware cost under fifty dollars a month, and you're getting major national networks you can record and rewind, Sling TV channels, and archived content on Hulu and Netflix. Yeah, it's true. It's pretty sweet. You know? So I I, th- um, I think it's great, and I, I'm I'm happy to see. You know, we talk about the whole uh, cord cutting thing. Our big concern was, do the networks want to make these deals, right? It wasn't, of yeah. course, Sling Dish wants to, of course, these companies want to give you the content. We're actually right. seeing channels agreeing. That's really exciting. <clears throat> and running their own their own uh, services, like the CBS thing recently, yeah, right? Yeah, the all-access, absolutely. And I think the way this will happen, I was thinking about this just now, what if, what if the NFL... Instead of offering companies the right to buy the streaming rights or whatever, they should offer their own full application with these. They should make it so that a view on their NFL app is worth more to them than a viewer through a cable network. Because then they're incentivized to move people over to it, and the more people they move, the more money they make. If there's some sort of social integration or they can get some data out of that app that they can't get from just Nielsen ratings, I feel like there's something right. there. I mean, like, I feel, I feel like there certainly is. Like, that's like real data. Like, like, you could literally know what every single person in the world is watching in the world. Every single person using the app is watching. <laughs> that, that's the um, NSA. Yeah. It's different. <laughs> yeah, Not yeah, the right. NFL. Well, Three letter agency, it might be part of that, but the NSA. No, but like I feel like Nielsen ratings, like who knows? You know that is a rough approximation. That is not a large sample, um, as far as statistics go. I'm sure it's like I'm sure their process is very mature and robust, but I mean I feel like realistically, the larger your sample, the more accurate your numbers are. But. Yeah, I mean, I, I listen. I I agree. The problem is 
DirecTV just signed a, an enormous multi-multi-multi-billion-dollar deal with DirecTV to do Sunday Ticket exclusively through them. So, never you mean that the, the NFL signed? Yeah, they they re upped uh, their contract last year, so I, I, the NFL can't offer their own over-the-top streaming solution based on the contract. Mm. The other thing is that the wild card games that aired this past weekend, 42 million people watched. Now, the NFL didn't have to pay for all of the server and the bandwidth and the, and the hosting of the apps, and they didn't have to pay for any of that. They just sent one feed to CBS and one feed to Verizon. So yeah. I, I just I, – I agree. I think they should do that. But it sports will, is the last bastion of – Right. I think it will be too. You know, and I think the other thing is like what we were talking about with the, the fragmented TV stuff. Like that's – like – Sure, the NFL could stream it, but to to make it available, it's not just servers. They'd have to like make an app for every single TV in the world, and that'd well, be a pain in the butt. And what's interesting is they've started that, right? This is the first year of them doing NFL Now, which is their new – if you haven't seen it, it's their new app. And it's it's on Roku, and it's on your phone and everything. Apple and TV. It's Apple think. TV. It's in a lot of places, and they put a lot of money into it, so – that could turn into something, but I mean, the NBA has game time. NHL has center ice. I mean, the, these, comp, you know, all the other sports have been streaming their games. The MLB online one is huge. Yeah, it MLB has been for a long time. You know, yeah. and that's they've proven the model. So we, you know, we focus on the NFL because they're the biggest. But I don't know. You you could get a lot. You get a lot online for your money these days, and it's and you can only buy what you want. Because I don't care about right. basketball, but I like hockey, and I can only pay to see hockey. Mm. <laughs> nice. So, the only sports that I care about with any regularity is college basketball, mm. and I haven't heard anything about that. And I think it's because each school controls the rights individually to their teams, right? Or is it the leagues it, that it, control it, the rights? It's the conferences. The conferences. Yeah. So that that's just like a long tail thing that might never get 100%, which is sad. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a little too regional. So you know, the, especially for smaller conferences, they'll they'll only have. Do, do you think we'll be able to watch the uh, the March Madness on ESPN with this dish thing? If well, you had to guess, well, uh, it's impossible because that is an exclusive CBS uh, contract. ESPN oh, I thought that was on what? Nope, it's exclusive to CBS and uh, Viacom Partner Networks. But Jesus. Sean, but, you need you need to do something with this knowledge. You start I, a podcast. I. <laughs> I, I will bet that you will be able to watch March Madness with a login from your cable or satellite provider. Uh, I know. What about the CBS app? I would be interested to see how they do that. Right. The, the problem is, at least for the first two rounds, half the games are aired on cable channels because they do four games at once. So there'll right. be a game on CBS, TNT, TBS, and True TV. So, um, yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting. I'm I'm excited for you guys to try out PlayStation View because I wanna I wanna know how that works. I'll, <laughs> yeah, I'll make a I'm deal. If you guys that, try yeah. that out, I'll try out Sling TV. All right, and, and we'll do a little enough. heads up review. Yep. Uh, let's Sounds continue good. on. Um, anything on here you'd like to talk about next, or should I make something up? All right. What's Google Cast? What's Google Cast? What's Google Cast? I'm glad you asked, Dan. You may be familiar with Google Cast as it is today. It's the platform software. Yeah. It well, it's the underlying technology 
Oh, so you cast to your Google Chromecast. Right. It's one of the devices that support it. Android TV also supports it, for example. That's what they brand their kind of connectivity as. Well, Google has added a Google Cast for audio. Uh, So this is an audio-only streaming technology that allows you to Google Cast to Google Cast-enabled speakers. Very similar to AirPlay. Yes, that's correct. Uh, In the same way. The difference is Google... I don't... Google Cast uses Wi-Fi versus, like, a Bluetooth speaker. So you have a few more options when it comes to that. Google Cast for Audio already supports uh, a selection of apps, including RDO, Pandora, NPR One, Google Play Music. Um, and the first Google Cast-ready speakers will be available in the spring in the U.S. Works the exact same way the video does. You just hit that little cast icon, select the speaker, and it will send it to them. Uh, Google has partnered with Sony, LG... Uh, for the first wave of devices, and they hope to have more support in the coming months. Cool. That should work everywhere. I agree. I I would hope so. The problem is Samsung and and, uh, LG both announced their own streaming protocols. Yes. So so... we learned nothing. Come on. No, Dan, we haven't. We haven't. That's a problem. We got USB. We want we want the USB of streaming things to screens. That's what we want. Just plug it in. Well, it'll work. I mean, Mac, Linux, Windows. Who cares? It it exists. It's um, what is it? Uh, Miracast, right? Isn't that Miracast? M I R A Cast protocol. That's oh, what Miracast. Because that's the underlying technology. I think under Google Cast is is it's the same thing. Oh, I had no idea this existed. Because, like, I can Google Cast to my Roku because it uses... So there is an underlying technology hmm. that these companies just brand on top of. Hmm. I believe. I, I really don't know anything about technology. Um, so, yeah. So they... Um, as I said, wireless speakers were really big this year. Samsung, LG, Sony. Um, all of the big companies announced wireless speakers with music services through custom connect protocols. Why, why are wireless speakers so big this year? Those have been around for forever. It's baffling to me because before CES, everyone always says, what are the big predictions? Oh, connected cars and smart homes and uh, TVs. Nobody saw this coming. I, it is baffling to me. I think it's because I think Sonos is gaining ground. First of all, Oh, Sure. I saw a lot of social media of them having uh, presents under the tree. People got Sonoses this year for Christmas. They're like. awesome. And I think the other thing is, it, it really is part of that Internet of Things smart home concept, right? To have speakers all over your home that connect to one another. Dish is another company, and this was interesting. Dish announced that their hopper boxes, it assumes you have one on each in each room for each TV, they will connect and share audio between them, depending on what room you're in. So I, I think it just follows that concept of smart home. Yeah. So it, it doesn't surprise me. I'm surprised these companies honestly didn't do it sooner. Um, and I think what they were waiting for is the ecosystem to do it in. Yeah. I mean, it is like a cool thing. Like, I don't know if you've ever used like an AirPlay speaker or something. It's it's super nice. Or like, I mean, I sort of do it with my Bluetooth speaker, but it's way harder with Bluetooth because you have to do all the Bluetooth stuff to connect and then like it disconnects. The quality isn't as good. 
Right. And to be fair, though, like, my, like, I mean, maybe, like, the audio is not great, but, like, it's it's fine. Like, for for listening to, to a, I guess I probably have a naive ear as far as audio qualities go. But, like, it's fine, but it's nice. And I wish I could have, like, more than one speaker and more than one device, but... I don't know. And my at the small scale I am currently at, I feel like I'm kind of living that dream. Kind of. Yeah, Colby. I don't know if your place is big enough to to need more than one speaker. That's true. That's... There's two rooms. <laughs> There's... There's three rooms. I need one in the bathroom. Yes, you. <laughs> yes, you do. That's why I want a whole home stereo system. Yeah, I have a I have an airplane speaker in the bathroom. If you've been to my apartment, you know this. It's great. I love. I bring my Bluetooth speaker and it's great. So I I want it permanently installed everywhere. Bring your Bluetooth speaker into the bathroom. Yeah, I don't leave it in there because I use it other places. But it's small. Oh. I've got my little one. Oh, you like set it? Okay, yes, I thought I you had like the waterproof one because they do make no. that, right? No, I don't bring it in the. Sh- I leave it outside. I blare it, turn it way up, right over exactly. my jet engine sounding bathroom fan. <laughs> um, yeah, so there you go. Google Cast for audio, coming to a place near you. Nice. Uh, let's continue on. Let's talk briefly about Samsung giant corporation uh, with another washer innovation. I, I, maybe I'm one of the few people. I love CES because of the weird appliance stuff. And usually each company rolls out some super specific feature that no one will ever buy. What was the thing last year? Whatever happened to the, uh, it was either the washer or the dryer you could control from your phone. Do you remember that? And we were making fun of how stupid it was. It was. Oh, yeah. It was the dryer that you could text. Yes. And it would text you back and you would have a conversation with your dryer. But uh, are you ready? No, but Dan, are you ready for this? All right. I'm ready. I'm ready. What's the new thing? No, because I want to. No, we're staying on this because LG, it's called Home Chat. It's a real thing where you would text back and forth with your refrigerator and your dryer and it would have a conversation and send you little emoticons, right? They updated it this year. It now works with Android Wear. You can do it from your wrist and you can talk to it. You can talk with your washer, Dan. You can have a conversation with your fridge. I don't... I love it. What what besides the washer thing? What's the fridge angle? What does the fridge tell you? Um, I have no idea. That's a really good question. So, I've said this before, but I'm going to say it again because I can't get over it. There's no reason for your dryer to talk to you. Uh, I because anything, anything it tells you, you need to be there to act upon. You need to be right next to it. You know, Dan, not all of us have friends like you do. And sometimes you just need someone to talk to. Get the kids lonely, <laughs> all right? And and beggars can't be no. Uh, I no. I listen. I agree. It's ridiculous, and it's um, it's one of those features no one's gonna ever use, like this Samsung washer, which has a feature <laughs> I actually think is useful, and it wow. is the pre-treating the seal of approval from Sean Jennings. You sync. can put that on the box. Yeah, I actually think this is useful. Sean Jennings, co-host, don't panic. Um. What it is is it's a it's a little like mesh thing 
that's over your washer, you put your clothes in it to like pre-soak and pre-rinse them. You know, like you put like shower or like stain remover on it. Mm-hmm. And the machine sprays water into this little bucket. And it's like a little mini, I'll put up the picture here on the screen. Um, it's like a little mini sink on top of the washer, which I think is really awesome. Like, I think that's way more useful than the second washer. Sure. All Don't right. people usually have sinks near their washer and dryer? I feel like that's becoming less and less people. Well, certainly in cities, I'm sure that's never been the case, but... Okay. But now you don't need one. Sure. Because it's built into your washer. Okay, we get it. You don't care about washers. That's fine. Who knew the... (laughs) I will not listen to your washer podcast. Wow, Dan. We've already (laughs) killed that. Outstanding. (laughs) Well, maybe you'd rather talk about Tizen. Would you rather talk about Tizen? It's like like hate watching. I, I will hate talk about these stupid other operating systems. I'm just kidding. That's mean. I'm not just kidding, but I, that is mean. Tell me about Tizen, Sean. I'll There's stop being cranky. Dan, it does the same thing every other smart TV platform does. It's got Netflix. It it talks with Samsung devices. That's really it. That's but no really other it. devices. Um, I don't think so. Not that I know you of. You can't even use your LG phone on your Samsung uh, TV, smart TV? Dan, that doesn't make any sense. You're talking crazy. I think it's fine when only Apple does this because they're they're kind of weird and you forgive them. But everyone can't do this. No, but I think, but I there's no way they can expect people to actually do it right. It's only a feature because it can be. There's no <laughs> way that the Samsung executives are sitting there in their boardroom wondering what why is nobody talking into their Samsung phone to control their Samsung TV in their Samsung oven in our Samsung home. Like, there's no way they think that's a reality. Well, they do. They, the question they should be asking that they're not is, does anyone want to talk into their Samsung phone to control their Samsung TV? They're asking the question you just outlined. Why isn't everyone? We should make them. Colby, you look so, like you have something to say. So uh, I had an interesting conversation over the holidays with my sister and my cousin, who apparently very frequently use the like speech to text dictation to like send text messages on their iPhones, which mm-hmm. blew my mind. Cause I just assumed that no one did that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I use it when I'm uh, by myself and I'm in a rush cause it is faster. As long as you're not saying anything too complicated, yeah. uh, like if you're making coffee in the morning or you're or like you just put your gloves on, you just want to send something real quick having to take it off. I had that happen the other day. Mm. Uh, I I don't use it frequently. I use it maybe once a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we know uh, Google has said that the majority, not the majority, but a significant percentage of its search traffic is voice search initiated. Almost certainly all from Android, Google Now stuff. Uh, so yeah, I think it's pretty big. I think nerds are less likely to do it. And I, it's the same reason I don't use Swipe, because I want to have ultimate character-by-character, character, fine-grained control over what I'm putting in there. If I want to mm. type RAM in all uppercase, R-A-M, I'm going to type it. If I want to type, you know, 
PHP. I'm going to type it. I don't want you to autocorrect it. I don't want you to guess what I'm saying. So I, you know, I think we are not the best people to talk about search. And I think that voice no, search is much better on the TV. Uh, I don't know about you, but the reasons I don't use voice search in uh, more often is because if I'm around other people, it's, it seems rude. I don't want to be talking to my phone, and I don't want people to know what I'm searching for necessarily. But if you're doing it on a TV, everyone can see what you're about to search for anyways. It's not a big secret, right. and it is way more convenient to say it. So I, I do think the voice search thing is cool, but what isn't cool is to just, you have to have a Samsung phone to talk to your Samsung TV. Yeah. I thought Samsung uh, divisions didn't even cooperate to this extent. I, I guess they are now. I guess they are now. Yeah. Yeah, well, well, Dan, you know, when you live in your Samsung house of the future, you can enjoy, <laughs> uh, in addition to your Tizen... No, TV, don't bring me back to the Samsung Experience Store. There, it was oh, terrible. Oh, there's more. Because <laughs> Samsung also announced wireless speakers. That's right, I'll put them up on the screen <laughs> here. Um, and they are terrifying. Here, I'll paste it in the chat for you guys to see because I don't have it <laughs> in the dock. Um... But they are creepy and spaceship looking. Um, they're oh, very no. going to kill you in your sleep. Oh, they look like the things from Portal. Yeah, they do. They do. And they have three hundred sixty degree audio. So I don't. Maybe you're supposed, wow. You're supposed to put in the middle of your room or something. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Be, exactly. Because that's where you put your speakers typically, right in the coffee table, right in the middle of the room. I mm. like. I like the woman in these photos who just looks terribly uncomfortable. Yeah. She looks like someone is pointing a gun at her and telling her to smile. (laughs) Oh my god, this needs to be illegal. It's the other robots outside of the picture with the portal guns pointing them at her. Yep. Yeah. That's what's happening. It must be so terrifying to handle one of those when you know it can shoot your face off. Oh man, that's so funny. Uh, This is Samsung's plan to take over the world. It's. I guess it's no. The, it's supposed to, it interacts with the the Amazon cylinder that listens to you all day long. Yes, man. We're gonna next year. We're gonna talk about the Echo, and it's ah, oh, it's gonna be so funny. I can't wait for that episode where we remember that it was a thing, and we all laugh about it. Like ah, oh, the Echo, just like our washer that or your dryer that you text to start the dryer, even though you should start it when you put the clothes in while you're standing there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be just like that. Uh, the Samsung speaker uses the company's proprietary ring radiator technology, terrifying, um, to fill a room with sound. It's compatible with Samsung's new milk streaming audio service. Milk streaming audio service? Yeah, so Samsung's music service So it's like water milk. cooling, but you just fill the pipes with milk, That's and then you, like, you send the signal over that? That's exactly Like sonar? It. That's exactly wow. how it works, Dan. Jeez. I don't know. <laughs> Um, lastly, I'm really trying to move through Samsung here. They, <laughs> they also announced the, the terribly named Sood, uh, S apostrophe UHD. I know. I know. And Dan, Dan, guess what the S in S apostrophe UHD stands for? Shameless? No. No. I don't know. Samsung? The S stands for literally nothing. It's be- <laughs> it's because they've used S on all their other devices. What do you mean, like Galaxy S? 
Oh, I see. Yeah. So they just put S up, and the apostrophe. S apostrophe well, UHD. ties in. They didn't mean to put uh, an S in there. SOS. SOS. S apostrophe that, that, that would have been even more funny. We could have called it Sauce. Uh, think about all the great headlines that would have come after that press conference. Man. Samsung's cry for help. SOS. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're just going to have to live with sued. Uh, which is just their version of uh, ultra high def 4K televisions. Um, they're just like all the other televisions. Wait, that's what it is? It's their television line? Yeah, UHD, Ultra HD. Last year oh they announced UHD, and this year it's S apostrophe UHD. Dear, oh dear, oh dear. Yep, you bet. Uh, in addition to televisions, lastly, I promise, done with Samsung, uh, 4K curved monitors and televisions. A lot of curved monitors. HP put out some good-looking curved monitors. Uh, Asus did the same thing. And Samsung also launched this awesome business card-sized terabyte hard drive. It's, it's like stupid Is that the tiny. super thin one? Yes. Yeah, I saw that. It looks pretty cool. I Do jealous. people... How many... What What's the market for people carrying around portable hard drives these days? Um, I think that was kind of cool when people would... You know, oh, bring your portable hard drive over with all your mu- movies or music on it. But no one does that anymore. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. Everything's in the cloud. Yeah. You don't don't bring your music over. Just pull it up on YouTube. That's what you do. You Google cast it to your... <laughs> uh, it, I often take a step back and think about all these stupid words we're using <laughs> and how ridiculous you would sound to past us. You know, they say computer programmers are the future, but I think us marketers are just going to be... We're going to be okay. <laughs> we're going to be just fine. I'm not too... All right, I, have a, I have a marketing question. You might not know the answer. Well, okay. So, UHD and 4K and all these terms, are these industry standards by, uh, like, fiat or by just... Uh, uh, everyone sort of agrees, like... Samsung calls it the UHD TV, and then LG comes out and like, oh, we have a UHD TV too, and that's how that term comes to being? Or is there like an industry consortium that defines these words? Because I know 1080p is a specific definition, right. but HDTV, is that a specific definition? So the answer is both, which is ah. there, there is a consortium, and they actually, what's funny is all the 4K TVs last year, were announced before they settled on 4K standards, which they just did this year, um, for both uh, regular television content as well as streaming and defining what a 4K stream is and things like that. However, I don't... The actual official industry consortium term is Ultra HD. Now, some companies call it 4K, okay. some call it sued. Some call it uh, HDR Super? is another one you might hear. Um, HDR usually refers to the 4K streaming side. Um, so you might hear Netflix use that term. Um, so, yeah. So, no, the, the technical industry term, like Blu-ray is an ad, you was first a Sony standard and then became the sort of technical name for it. Are, are we calling it UD? We can call it UD. You want to call it UD? I'm all for No, it. I don't. I don't. You don't, you don't wanna... Like when people call pizza za. Just, <laughs> yeah. Cool. I, I'm just. Gonna, right. We'll stick with 4K for now. Um, 
Excellent. All right, let's uh, let's continue on. We've got some. Wow, we're only half an hour in. We've got more time. Um, we're only half an hour in. I know. We're we're breezing through this. Wait but a I think second. We're having fun. All right. We are. Really? Uh. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Or the what is my is, has the stream been screwed? Because I go by the. Well, maybe we are an hour in. Why is YouTube? Hang on, let me... All right, YouTube... We're at least 50 minutes in. I go by the YouTube clock. Have have they been lying to me this whole time? They have! We're an hour in! Oh, no! (laughs) Oh, no! I thought we had all this time. Time flies when you're having fun. Oh, my God. We didn't even get to Sony. Who cares? We didn't get to talk about the $1,000 Walkman they just announced. Oh, wait, we should totally talk about that, and we can save X for next week. Okay. All right, let's talk about what Sony talked about, because there are some interesting yeah, things. Yeah, I forgot about that. I heard the build-up to it, but I, I didn't hear anything about what was actually announced. So, very quickly, highlights from Sony's announcement. Uh, their 4K TVs, they call them 4K, but that's because they make the cameras that shoot 4K. Um, Android-powered, they're sticking with Android. Um, one of the few major manufacturers to actually do that. Um, in addition, they announced uh, what I believe to be one of the smallest 4K action cams on the market, endorsed by the one and only Tony Hawk. Um, and lastly, high-end audio was a big feature. They did a couple things. One, they came up with their own custom format for high-def music. Oh, boy. Classic Sony. This worked uh, out really well for Apple when they did this, too. Everyone uses AAC. Uh, what's funny is uh, many people not remember uh, Sony back when they came when Apple was doing AC. Sony previously had their own custom format and nobody bought into it. So now they're just trying it again. Um, I'm going to see if I can pull that up while I'm talking. Um, what it does is it just essentially defines what a, a something higher end than an MP3 sort of that audio file type high end sound Um in addition to that, they announced some hardware to go with it, and it is a brand new Walkman, a Sony Walkman. I sound really funny when I say that. Because when was the last time you heard anything about the Sony Walkman? Um, when I was watching some '80s movie, probably. <laughs> um, I'm really just buying time while I talk and uh, and try and find this. Um, the, the new Sony Walkman device, it's a Sony Walkman device. It has a large touch screen. It's powered by Android. Um, and the big highlight is the fact that it is $1,200 for a Sony Walkman. It's a bunch of dollars. Why is it that much? What does it do? I, 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 just the HD music thing? I'm, I swear, Dan, I'm trying as hard as I can to find the article where they describe what it does. Here, This is the new Sony. Okay, I'm, I found it, and I'm clicking on it. You know, I feel like I saw something on TV about this or something. Is um, And it was like, it was like Willie Nelson was involved or oh, something crazy. This was an old... Is this, this what it is? No, that was, that was a startup that was doing their own device. It oh, was shaped like a triangle, yeah. if you remember. Right. Oh, that yeah. recently came yeah. out, though, right? It, it did come out. I don't know if anyone bought it. <laughs> um, so this is the Walkman ZX2. Um, it's got buttons. Uh, it runs Jelly Bean, which is weird. Um, and you can download apps from the Google Play Store. Uh, it supports 
Sony's new DSD file format, the one they announced uh, with this Walkman, along with Wave, AIFF, and FLAC, Apple Lossless, and more, supports Bluetooth for wireless streaming and NFC for one-touch connection to speakers and headphones. Um, This will launch for uh, $1,119.99. It does not specifically say why it costs that much. (laughs) At least not in the article I'm reading, I swear. I really wish I could tell you. It, it uses the what? new standard that Sony calls high-res audio um, based on that DSD file format. That DSD. DSD. <laughs> Got to get it. Uh, yep. So, yeah, get, ex- get excited for blowing your money on that. Yay. Mm. Indeed. All right. Well, that uh, that really concludes what uh, what we have for this evening, gentlemen. Woo. I feel I'm like tired. I feel like we got through a lot. Yeah, we did a good job. I'm sorry for ranting so much. No, I think this was one of the most fun shows we've ever had. We need to go off the rails more often. <laughs> you say that every time I bring us I off the rails. Know. It's good though. I don't think I've ever laughed as hard as I have in this episode. We had some good moments. Yeah, some hearty chuckles. Uh, maybe I'll pull some out for the clip show I don't want to do for next year. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of doing oh, a clip show, just replay this episode replay, next our, year. Our best of, it was this. The first episode <laughs> 2015 is the best we'll do all year. It's all downhill from here, folks. Uh, and if you want to see the rest of our uh, mediocre episodes, you can go to our website, don'tpanic.io. We do this every Monday night, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific, live on our website when YouTube works. Uh, and find us on iTunes, Stitcher, RSS. Uh, on YouTube and at Don't Panic Show on Twitter, Don't Panic Show on Facebook. Uh, and if you want to get in contact with us, we haven't plugged this in a while, but if you have any feedback on anything we talk about, anything you want us to talk about on the show, any feedback on our picks or something you would like us to pick, I'm at Sean Jennings. He is at, at Jazz Dan and at Colby Rabidou. Yes. That's one of those jerks with his name as his yeah, Twitter handle. Way to use your real name. <laughs> Wait, um, don't you have your real name? <laughs> Call me. First name Jazz, last name Dan. Uh, very good. Well, guys, we'll be back next week with another episode. Woo. Should be That'll fun. be great. And with, with more CES stuff. Yeah, so much CES. A lot. And, and Colby will be salivating because we got some Firefox phone stuff. He's you clearly like Firefox excited. phone. Yeah, man. Do you even yeah, have man. a Firefox phone anymore, Colby? Yeah, I still have. So the one, the the dev phone that I bought, I just never expensed it. So technically it's mine. So I kept it when I left. Nice. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I do. Sometimes I get a little sad uh, because there's a new, like, like, I guess, I guess this was like two months before I left, but... Uh, I was at Mozilla and they showed me like the, they were working on like a reference device. So it's like the idea being that like, it's the kind of thing that, that phone manufacturers can shoot for like things, like everything should work on that type deal. And it was super nice. It was like a really nice phone and they, they showed it to me and I was like, ah, damn. And they were like, we'll send a couple over when they're finalized, but I'm not there anymore. So none for me. Bummer. Well, on that sad note, we will wrap this evening. <laughs> with, uh, with more news next week, we'll see you on Monday, but until then, uh, good night.
and the ending video doesn't want to play. Oh, there we go. <laughs> This show is brewed fresh weekly by the Coffee and Beer Podcast Network. Get all our shows at our website, coffeeandbeer.tv.